0: I realize that I've been getting kind of lofty uh, and philosophical and kind of stream of consciousness lately with my videos so I thought it was about time to offer something a little more practical and very very simple that you can use immediately if you're struggling with retroactive jealousy. So in today's very short video I'm going to share three practical very useful tips very simple tips that you can use to start dealing with retroactive jealousy triggers. My name is Zachary Stockhill from RetroactiveJealousy.com and since 2013 I've been helping men and women from all over the world overcome retroactive jealousy, overcome obsessive jealousy and often save their relationships. And if you'd like to work with me one-on-one or you'd like more information about my work please visit my website at RetroactiveJealousy.com One of the reasons I sometimes shy away at least in these free YouTube videos, I sometimes shy away from offering practical tips and tricks or at least I'm more drawn to talk about the deeper topics is because I'm, I'm wary of leaving any retroactive jealousy sufferer with the impression that all you need is the, the quick tip, you know, the quick hack that'll immediately change your life. You know, there's a lot of charlatans in this space, a lot of people saying, saying that, you know, give me your money and I can heal you in three hours or something like that. I don't want to leave anyone with the impression that, you know, immediately that'll solve your problem. I wish it did, but it doesn't. I really believe that you need to tackle the core underlying issues perspectives, limiting beliefs. You need to really dig up a lot of the subconscious muck that you're probably carrying around with you and that is likely spurring on your retroactive jealousy. In essence, you need more than the quick tips to really beat this problem for good. That said, of course, all the practical tips, tricks, exercises can be enormously useful. There's loads of them in my online courses in particular. There's loads of this stuff. Of course, I really value this stuff. And that's why I wanted to share this video with you today, presenting three very practical tips that you can use The next time you encounter a retroactive jealousy trigger the next time you have one of these retroactive jealousy attacks that feels like you can't really shake the next time you're in a dark place with retroactive jealousy you're you know succumbing to mental movies and intrusive thoughts and the next time you really need some change very quickly my first and most important tip number one is to remind yourself that this is irrational this is not real this thought you're having does not represent reality this thought does not represent a thought that needs to be interrogated, that needs to be seriously examined. If you're watching this video, if you've been struggling with retroactive jealousy for a while, my hope is that you've got very clear on what are deal breakers and what are not. What are genuine red flags in your partner's past and what are not? What is a genuine conflict in values and what is not? What is rational, rational, and what is irrational? Hopefully you have this perspective by now. And if you do have this perspective and all of a sudden you have an attack or an, you know, some intrusive thoughts pop up or you ha- start having a mental movie of your partner's past, you can immediately remind yourself, this is not me, this is RJ. Or if you prefer, this is not me, this is OCD. If you're alone, you can even say it out loud. This is not me, this is RJ. This is not rational. This is not a genuine threat that I need to be paying attention to even though my brain might be having kind of a fear response, a threat response, telling me to watch out for something, in all likelihood, this is actually your brain misfiring. This is a biochemical imbalance in your brain that's causing this. It's not real. It doesn't represent or reflect reality. It's not worth digging into. It's not worth ascribing any more significance to. It's simply a thought, a cloud in the sky passing overhead. It's not real. It's not important. And fundamentally, it doesn't represent you and who you truly are deep down. It's not worth it. It's not me, it's RJ. My second tip is to change your physical state somehow. What am I talking about? I'll let you know. So frequently when someone's struggling with retroactive jealousy, they've built up a pattern in their body and in their brain. So there are similar patterns of behavior that happens to their body every time they get a mental movie or an intrusive thought. And changing the brain-body pattern Changing up this ingrained pattern that you've developed over the past several weeks or months or even years can be extremely useful in kind of diffusing the thought a little bit, taking away some of its power. So the classic example that I always use is back in the day, many years ago, when I was struggling with retroactive jealousy, my typical bodily response would be tension in my shoulders and a kind of a tightness in my face. It was almost like my face, the skin of my face was becoming constricted or something like, like a drum skin, like getting very, very tight. And this would happen over and over and over again, every time I'd get a mental movie about my then-girlfriend's past, or every time I'd get an intrusive thought about her past. And it took me a while before I realized that this was happening pretty consistently. I started paying attention to my body. I started practicing observation, as I talk about all the time. I started practicing observation. I realized that my body was reacting the same way every time I had one of these, you know, intrusive thoughts or mental movies. So what I started doing was deliberately changing my bodily response. For me, this involved shaking my shoulders a little bit and kind of stretching out my face, getting to feel normal again, and also, crucially, taking a very deep breath in through my nose and out through my mouth. A very deep breath. When I say a very deep breath, I mean the bottom of your tummy should kind of rise a little bit. You should feel the very bottom of your lungs filling up. That's when you know you're breathing very deeply. And what this does, when you combine changing your physical state, just doing something to kind of change your physical state, even if it's very subtle, and taking a very deep breath, is immediately it calms the body down a little bit. It tells the body on a deep level, particularly the deep breath, everything's okay here. There's no real threat. There's no real thing to be concerned about or worried about. This is irrational. It's all good. And you're actually telling your body this on a very primal deep level. There's a reason people tell you all the time, just take three deep breaths. Take a few deep breaths, you know, before you proceed when you're having a stressful time. It's because it's helpful. It works. It tells your body at a deep level that there's no real fear. You have nothing to worry about, everything's cool. Getting more oxygen into your bloodstream actually helps to calm you on a deep level. So try this out. Change your physical state somehow, even if it's very subtle, when you're having one of these intrusive thoughts, when you're having a mental movie, and take a very deep breath. Even like three is better, if you can take three very deep breaths. One of the reasons that I love this in particular, this tip, is because there's no intellectualizing here. You don't have to meditate or observe or use your brain in any way whatsoever, really. This is a more of a physical, sort of just going through the motions thing. And by the way, going through the motions. You're probably not gonna wanna do this when you're having an intrusive thought, when you're having a mental movie. My tip is don't submit to the darkness, please. You know, maintain relentless optimism in the face of these challenges. Because the more you keep doing this, breaking up your conditioned response to intrusive thoughts, to mental movies, the better things will get. And it's like going to the gym. If you go to the gym once after six months on the couch, you're not gonna get a miracle overnight. It's not gonna be immediate, really tangible results. But if you do it over and over and over and over again on a consistent basis, eventually it'll pay off. So hang in there, maintain relentless optimism and relentless self-discipline. On that note, my final tip, my third tip is relentless focus on the task at hand. What does that mean? I mean, If you are in the middle of having a date with your, let's say your girlfriend, and you have one of these thoughts, you feel that response, do tips one and two, and then immediately bring your focus back to the date, back to this gorgeous woman in front of you who you're having dinner with, or whatever the case may be. Relentless focus on the task at hand. Another example, let's say you're at work, you're trying to get some office work done and you have one of these mental movies and you think, oh no, it's back, and blah, blah, blah. You start, you know, the narrative starts in your head. What if I never escape from this? What if I always feel this way? I hate thinking about this. I hate feeling like this. Yada yada yada. Two tips one and two. And then immediate relentless focus on the task at hand. And when I use the word relentless, I mean it. Because initially this might be difficult. Initially, okay, let's say you go back to your work for one or two minutes, bam, the intrusive thought comes back. Da-da-da-da-da, go through the tips. And then, again, relentless focus on the task at hand. Two minutes later, bam, another mental movie. Breathing deeply, everything's cool, everything's fine, this is irrational, it's not me, it's RJ, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and then relentless focus on the task at hand. When you do this over time, eventually, if you stay incredibly disciplined with this process, eventually your brain will get bored of the retroactive jealousy, of the intrusive thought, of the mental movie. Eventually, it's going to take time But if you're disciplined enough and you're really committed to this practice, you'll get there eventually. Eventually your brain gets bored because it's like, well, obviously this isn't a real threat. This is really nothing that I have to be fearful of. So I'm gonna focus on other things. And obviously this guy is gonna focus on work or his girlfriend or whatever. He's not gonna give me the time that I want to focus on this mental movie. It's like your brain's a bully in the schoolyard. Eventually kind of, it gets bored of bothering you so relentless focus on the task at hand i use this word relentless advisedly it really requires real determination a real relentless spirit relentless focus on the task at hand even if you don't feel like it keep returning to whatever you're supposed to be doing keep returning to your job your date whatever you're doing relentless focus thanks for listening to the zachary stockhill podcast